Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name is Jason Newland and this is Let Me Bore You to Sleep Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes Mmm Clocks have just gone forward, an hour, so it's 3.25 in the morning, but it's really only 2.25, so... sleeping a lot lately but anyway I thought I'd share with you thought I'd share with you for I would share with you probably the only well not interesting but um, eventful day that I'll have for a, a while I, I guess I kind of hope you know, depends on how you look at it in yesterday's recording, I discussed the eventful day, or the previous eventful day, and it resulted in me realizing that I'd left my medication that I'd just collected from the pharmacy in Iceland. And you might think, but did you get there? I thought it stopped all the flights. No, it's uh, for those that don't know. Iceland is a a shop that sells predominantly frozen food, but also other stuff. There's a lot of freezers in there, and it's it's run by well. Yeah, the, the 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 man who started it is uh, he seems to be the retail version of the Ryanair person. They almost seem to have very similar personalities. Um, so that was uh, interesting. But his son seems okay. But. Ultimately, they're just, you know, they're just in it for the money. Like all retail uh, places, it's about money, isn't it? Um, I'm sure they don't open up because they're wanting to help the world. We can help the world by selling fish fingers. No, probably not. But uh, they... Anyway, I phoned them up yesterday and they said, oh, or the day before, Friday. And I said... Oh, I left. I left my bag there. I don't suppose you you found my bag, did you? I, I left my bag, and she said, uh, "I'll answer you if you talk normally." I said, "Okay." Uh, did you Did you find my bag? She said, "Oh yeah. What's your name?" I said, "What the, I said, what, what the hell's it got to do with you? What my name is?" 
She said, I want to know what your name is. So why? She said, well, this is medication, you know. Um, I need to know who you are before you can collect uh, a big bag of medication. You know, so that there's a name on the medication. What was your name? I said, I don't want to tell you. She said, no, you need to. I said, I don't have to do anything. She said, you go to bed, of, you have to go to bed without your dinner. I said, I don't care. I can't hear you. Can't hear you. She said, you're very, very childish. I said, I know you are, but what am I? She said, can I just get your name? I said, yeah, it's Jason. And she said, oh, hi, Jason. I said, uh, do you know me? She said, no. I said, oh. That was a bit of a weird way to say it. She said, no, I'm just practicing being friendly to idiots. Well, oh, okay. She said, you can pop in now if you want and collect it. And I said, I, I couldn't face, I can't face coming back in today. I've had, oh, oh. Oh, you you wouldn't want to hear what I've, what's happened to me today. She said, you're right. I wouldn't want to hear it. Bye-bye. And uh, so I just, I went in Saturday, which is yesterday, which to me is still today because I'm still awake. <sighs> I didn't want to go in, and I was going to put it off till Monday. I kind of wish I had now, but hey, there you go. I thought, well, you know, this is my medication. I really should collect it. I mean, with the way things are going, who knows? The shop might be closed Monday. With the, you know, there's no way of knowing what's going to go on there next. So I went and collected my medication, got on the bus. It's the only person on the bus. The bus turned up and just. It's quite weird because the bus driver looked bored. Even more bored than normal. And the bus driver seemed to be even grumpier than normal. And maybe... Maybe... When all this uh, stuff's over, and all back to normal, bus drivers will start appreciating the customers and the passengers even the annoying ones because at least they'll have interaction because at the moment you know the whole journey there was no one on the bus just me there and the journey back um, yeah I think it's the same I think it's just me back as well, just me. So the journey there and the journey back. It's a different bus driver, different bus. And because the bus I get on goes all the way into town. So the one that comes back that I catch would have been hmm, probably about 20 minutes, 25 minutes after the one that I just had. And it couldn't get into town and back in that time. It was to get to town another 20 minutes, roughly. 
well probably quicker actually because of the lack of traffic and the lack of customers and yeah so I get off the bus and there's this road that you need to cross to get to Iceland and it makes sense to walk up to the traffic crossing because it's a really 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 busy road and it's it's difficult to cross sometimes not anymore <laughs> I just walked I could literally walk in the road and do hop, play hopscotch and stuff it was just you know nothing going on so I crossed the road nearly got hit by a car I was like oh didn't expect that to happen and then I crossed the road and there's a couple of people in the car park but I walk into Iceland and there's one person no it's one person on a till one person being served and I couldn't see anybody else in the shop apart from the staff that were just standing around and I said to there's a, a bloke in there it's really nice I get on well with him and he's, I said, uh, I'll just come to collect my medication. He said, oh, yeah. he went and got it. And then I had a little chat with him. I said, what's going on? It's so quiet in here. He said, yeah, I know. Look, we've got our shelves are pretty much full um, compared to what they were. Um, they've still got deliveries coming. But they're going to, if, and they don't, they don't deliver out of that store so don't do deliveries so whatever comes into the warehouse is going to be stocked right up in the shop and now people have stopped going out and so I said to him and I said oh I might as well get some water while I'm here and there were six bottles of water and I grabbed them and I said I'm not I'm not stockpiling or anything I'm just it's what I normally get which he knows I just normally get a few bits and bobs that's all I got because I was there and he, he was fine with it I said take care thanks for helping it I go to the counter there's a person in front of me being served there's no one behind there's, I see one other person in the shop I don't know where they are at this point I put my balls on the conveyor belt so on the other side of the conveyor belt so I'm nowhere near anybody I look for bags underneath the counter. There is no plastic bags. But I see them on the other till. So I walk over to the other till. Get two carrier bags. And in the time it took me to get two carrier bags, there was a man a man, putting his stuff onto the conveyor belt right behind mine. And I stood there. I didn't know where to go because we have to keep two metres away from each other. I couldn't go through the front bit because there was a lady paying for her stuff. Uh, in retrospect, I think I should have just stayed, waited for her to finish and then just waited at the end, which I w would do now if I thought about it. But. So I go around the back and I said, can you all stand, can you stand back please, mate? And he had a mask on. I said, it's for you. He was elderly. I said, this is... Is it for your sake, not not mine? 
I'm thinking of you. I'm not, you know. Well, it's just, I know it's the law. It's actually, we have to do it. But it's like, come on, mate. You're wearing a mask for a reason. I'm sure it's not because you're, I'm sure you're beautiful underneath that mask. Come on. So he just, he moved back. But he couldn't, he couldn't move back far because right up his bum was a trolley. And there was another person, suddenly out of nowhere, there was about 10 people queuing on this one till. And so I'm standing there trying to keep my distance between him and the lady who's paying ahead of me, right? So I'm, I'm in between both of them. The woman on the, on the till starts having a go at me saying, you're supposed to stand on that red spot there on the floor. Which was um, probably two foot away, maybe from where I was. Like a bit further back. I said, yeah, but then I'll be closer to that man there, won't I? Tell him. Don't have a go at me, have a go at him. I mean, she shouldn't be having a go at anybody, but she was clearly having a moan. I know it's a difficult job, but to be fair, it was quiet. It wasn't a difficult, you know, she was having quite a quiet day. But, you know, been through a lot, the old uh, retail people. So I do feel for that, but I wonder if anyone moaned at me. They've got a little rule for that. So, but she was really huffy with it, like, he's going to stand there I said look I can't stand on that spot there first of all I don't look down at the floors I didn't see it there until just now that you've pointed it out but I am trying to keep my distance from both of these people therefore by standing right in the middle is the distance it's the only way I can do it she said well can you go back onto that step I said no because then I'll be back in he tries to move back. He couldn't move back because he had the trolley behind him. No one else was in the... They were all squashed together. All the other people in the queue. There was no distance between any of them, really. No more than it would be any other time of the year. Exactly the same as any other time of the year. And... I said to have a go at him. Don't, have, don't, have a, don't moan at me. It's not his fault either, but it's just... And as soon as she'd done that, and as soon as the other one left, I sort of went right to the front of the queue. Went right to the front and kind of said, oh, is this far enough away from you? Because she, st she started arguing with me. She says, I'm just telling you because it's what I need to tell you, and I'll tell everyone, and me, 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 me. And she was just having a moan, really. I was like, yeah, but I'm just explaining to you. And then, as she's putting the water through, she says, you shouldn't be buying this much water. You're only supposed to have two, two bottles of water per person. I said, well, okay, I'll put it back then. She said, don't worry, no, I'm just telling you, you're not supposed to have it. I, I just said, you keep moaning at me. Stop moaning. You're not as nice as the person that was here yesterday. As you said to her, you were much nicer yesterday. She said, I wasn't here yesterday. I said, oh, that, ex that explains it then. 
I said, look, put them, I'll put them back. I'll just take two and put them back. I, don't, I wasn't wanting to cause a fuss. You know, the bloke just told me that they was, oh, they've got loads of stock in and it was really quiet, you know, and there was hardly anybody in the shop. Suddenly there was a little queue, but there still wasn't anyone else in the shop, you know. They all wanted to pay at the same time. On a Saturday, that place would be heaving like a normal, average Saturday. The place would be full. They'd have three tills on the go. Um, anyway, so she said, no, no, it's fine. You just put it, you know, just next time. I'm not going back in there again. No way. And uh, so I, I put the bottles of water in a bag and then the young bloke who I'd been speaking to earlier came to help him get onto another till to get the queue down. And I said to him, ask, ask your colleague here, didn't I say to you it's all right if I take these bottles? He, he nodded. I said, see? I told you, because I already told her that I'd asked, I'd spoken to the colleague and it was fine. I said, look, see, I'm not a liar. Never called you a liar, sir. You still moaned at me though, didn't you? If I wanted to moan at her, my friend said to me afterwards, that you should have just said if you wanted to be moaned at, you'd have stayed at home or you came out to get away from being moaned at. But, you know, I do have a very moany ferret. I wonder why he's always moaning at me. I think I'd be the moany one, actually, in a relationship. Never ever let anyone moan at me, though. That's been a rule in my life. <laughs> it's a terrible rule, really. But any ever, whenever I'm in a relationship, the first time they moan, I give benefit of the doubt. It's like, okay, this is a one-off. The deal's nearly broken, but it's not a deal breaker yet. You know, there might have been a bereavement, there might, you know, something really, really bad's happened, which is causing this behaviour, which has really resulted in moaning at me, the precious me. If it happens again, damn, bang, gone, bye, see ya. I used to, when I was younger, I used, maybe it's bad, but when I was younger, I used to tell women that I'd meet, if you ever moan at me, that's the end of the relationship. And it was. Always stuck to it. Usually. Not always, but usually. I remember one, one girlfriend, she, she took my cup of tea before I'd finished with it because she wanted to wash the cup up. And she moaned at me for taking too long to drink it. End of the relationship. <laughs> it sounds a bit childish, doesn't it, when you say it out aloud. I had uh, one girlfriend, she said to me, she phoned me up. On the Sunday, she said, I love you. I was doing a hypnosis course. I was in London and she didn't like it when I went away. And, uh, you know, I phoned her up and stuff, pretended to listen. And we, she said to me, oh, I love you. I said, I love you, you know. Nothing's changed since yesterday. 
just in London. I'll be back to be back later today. And then she phoned me up on Sunday evening. And I'd had a, such a busy day. I said, look, I'm really, really tired. I've got to get up early for more for work tomorrow. I've had a huge, really, really long day. Because I had to leave. I had to get up like something like 5.30 in the morning to get to London. And I didn't get home until probably about 9. So I was, you know, really tired. So I think that annoyed her. That I didn't want to talk for hours. And uh, in the morning, on the Monday, I just phoned her up before going to work. I said, you're right. Well, she phoned me up and said, no. I said, what's up? She said, I don't know how I feel about you. I said, well, okay then. Will you take care of yourself? I'm sure you find someone else. She said, oh, what, what, what? I said, no, it's fine. It's, you know... It is, how, it is what it is. She said, but I thought you were the one. And I said, there's no such thing as a one. Don't be, don't be a little baby. And that was the end of the relationship. Maybe I should have <laughs> gone a bit more in depth into a conversation and to see what was uh, really going on. But um, I was only 47. You know, I was a young, young man back then. And that's it, a long time ago. But no, I don't. Even with jobs, I don't. I can't even mind that. I had uh, I had this cleaning job in on a council estate, and I really liked the job actually because it wasn't dirt. It wasn't a dirty job. There was a lot of mopping and you know sweeping and stuff and general tidying up. But it was it wasn't a clean job. But it wasn't a disgusting job. I've had I've had really dirty jobs over the years. Um, outside of sales sales can be quite a dirty job can't it and I just I got on really well with the people I worked with we had the best laugh ever really had a good time we just all got on with our work we worked hard got to know some of the people that lived there and I met someone and I started dating her and I really liked the people I worked with And one day, one of the area supervisors from the council came down to, to check our work. And he came and got me and said, can you, can you come with me? I said, okay. Didn't, I didn't really know who he was, but he told me who he was. And, I, and he started picking up on problems that were wrong with what I was doing saying that I'd done it wrong and I needed to do this and I said okay and then he went and I did what the bloke said I redid it went back to the office because we had this little office underground a part it was actually like a janitor's office on the, the housing estate like a big big council estate in London and my supervisor who I got really well with he said to me we're not going to see you again are we I said what do you mean he said he said you told me when you first came here if anyone ever moans at you you're gone 
anyone ever moans at you or tells you off, you're out of here. I said, yeah, that's true. I did tell you that. I think he gave me a hug because that was indeed my last day because I was not going back. I wasn't sacked. I just would not put up with that. Won't put up with it. No, whenever anybody tell me off. Had too much of it as a kid. I'm putting up with it as an adult. No way. No way. No. So, yeah, it's it's a shame, though, because I could have been married and had kids and been in huge amounts of debt and (laughs) instead... Yeah. I'm sure there's some positives with having kids I don't know what they are but so a lot of people seem to like it so good luck to them I think it's uh, I don't know what it's like it's one of those things you know it's it's like skydiving um, or mountaineering or skiing uh, mountain bike uh, riding uh, watching football, you know, some people absolutely love it, love those things. Like it's, it's something they really love, and I clasp being a parent in that same kind of category of something that some people. I never met anyone that loved it, but you know, I'm sure there are people out there that do. I've met many parents, not many, not many that actually seem to enjoy being parents, but. It's, it's just something I don't understand. Can't really get my head around it. Don't really get it. It's it's a little bit, mm, bit like that. Oh, nothing against kids because kids are great. We, I was a kid once. I'm sure I was. When the aliens dropped me off, I was young. And I grew into this. And I'm still waiting for the aliens to come and collect me and take me home. But they haven't yet. But until that moment comes, I will continue to do these recordings. And then one day I would disappear and you would say, what happened to that weird man? made those recordings and used to talk about not being moaned at and came out with so much rubbish what the heck was he talking about half the time I don't know so I don't know where he went to he just disappeared one minute he was there and then there was a big light in the sky and then he says oh I'm going home I'm going home and then he disappeared well, he went out into the garden with his flip-flops on and his little hat. Oh, he liked that hat he did. Oh, he loved that hat. Oh, he used to wear it on his head. Yeah. And then he disappeared. He just disappeared, just went. Never saw him again. So, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to look at the sky and wonder when they were coming back to collect me. I generally did. I'm not even joking. I used to think, 
that's kind of why I got into astronomy a little bit because I didn't feel that I belonged to this planet like I should be up there somewhere in a different uh, somewhere where I feel at home somewhere where I can relate you know that's something I quite like a place I'm just drinking a place where I could actually relate to the people around me and I, oh, I never have been able to I've been able to um, morph a little bit into into it you know being able to learn to communicate with people and it's a language isn't it it's just I suppose the same as learning a, learning to speak German or French or Chinese or whatever there's, there's so many different languages I can't go through all of them or Mexican why do people in Mexico speak Spanish Mexico's nowhere near Spain just the question so I why why Spanish why not French why not German why not Egyptian why not Arabic why not um, um, Venezuelan they speak Spanish as well, don't they? Why not? Why not American? Considering that's kind of one of the closest places. Why not Colombian? Why not one of the South American kind of you know languages? Why Spanish? Why Spanish? I realise what I've got to do is just Google it and I can get that information. But I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to do it. It's the computer's all the way over there. And I'm all the way over here. And I just... I can just grasp it. I can see in my mind's eye that I could raise to my feet and take probably one, two, three, four footsteps turn around and sit down on the chair and then I could reach over to the laptop and tip top tip top tick 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 and then I could start typing and find out the information that I required but I'm not that interested in the answer really Like learning a language, I think. Learning, but then isn't isn't aren't, isn't learning social skills a learning, isn't it? It's not something we're born with the ability to do. But that that feeling of just uh, feeling. 
completely separate from other people like completely separate no real connection not really be friends with them there's no connection there's no there's not really anybody that I would miss you know in a sense there's nobody that I need to see nobody that I feel that I feel attached to um, Andre I suppose but I suppose but no humans I suppose I was attached to my grandmother to a certain extent we were blood brothers no we, we weren't um, we were twins I don't know what we weren't we shared the same kidney no we didn't uh, we no nothing else that's it nothing I want to do a book of my grandmother's wisdom Jason never force a fart uh, the other one Jason make Andre's making some weird noises. Andre, you right, baby? I just had to put you on pause then. Because he was he was making a noise going... <coughs> like that. So it's now inside my coat. Not my coat, but I've got a cardigan on. And he's inside the cardigan and he's asleep. See, because I said I was not attached to anyone, was you crying? Oh, mate, you're the love of my life. Oh, if anything happened to you, that'd be it, mate. I love you. You know I do. You know I do. I'm sorry if that was muffled. I do apologise, but I'll try and edit it out. I just realised his tail was on the microwave. Microwave? Microphone. Listen there. You're responsible for the noises. Yes, you are. You want to get down to a wee wee? Okay, there you go. Yeah, I think he needs to go to the toilet. No, he's going back to bed. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. He wants to go back to sleep, but he also needs to go to the toilet at the same time. So he's like, what shall I do first? So he's just done a quick wee, and now he's going back into his bed. <laughs> so I basically woke him up. So he was clearly dreaming and making some noises. But I just didn't want to... When I hear him making weird noises that sound different from normal, I have to check he's okay. I can't not. It's, so maybe I do know what it's like to be a parent. Yeah, maybe, just not. We're a human. 
Oh, just talking rubbish. I used to actually think I had a daughter. And I called, there's two girls, I called them my goddaughters, but not really, because they weren't, uh, their mother wouldn't allow them to, me to be their godfather, because I was a Buddhist. Because, you know, it means I'm going to hell, apparently, according to her. So, but I was, I think, kind of like a father figure to the two girls. Kind of. I was very close to them. And they were little. I'd known them since they were born. Cause I'd known a mother for since I was 17. And I actually thought that one of them was my daughter. And she was probably about four maybe five years old because I used to visit their mother every now and then and we didn't have uh, a romantic relationship but we used to um, get together every now and then and um, cuddle well anyway she gave me the impression that she was my daughter that the, the little girl was my daughter and she had an older sister who was about 18 months older who really loved me as well in fact she probably liked me more than the other one so for about a year maybe longer I was every weekend maybe during the week as well going round and being like a father figure to her and to her sister as well and then eventually I said we need to do a DNA test they need to get this sorted to find out for sure and she's because I remember it was the World Cup it might have been a European Cup I'm pretty sure it's the World Cup because that makes sense the World Cup two, so it'll be 2002 yeah summer 2002 so I went I paid about £700 for a DNA test and had it all done And it came back and it was negative. Like she wasn't anything to do with me at all. And I remember I was I was just on my way to work and I just picked the mail up from the reception and I just sat down on the floor, you know, my back against the wall. It was like I've not done that since I was in my early twenties. You know, I usually kind of stand up these days. It's not because I'm worried about getting piles. You know, sitting down on wet and cold concrete and give you piles and all that. And I think it's getting up off the floor, strain, straining your bum. I think that's probably what gives you piles. And 
and then I stopped going round for a while so I couldn't face going round there and I just like, felt oh I've just wasted the last year and it's not fair on her either and you know I was planning I was like I'm going to get because I had quite a fairly okay job I thought I'll work hard I'll get promoted I'll get a really nice place to live get a driving licence get a maybe a two a three bedroom place so one for a sister and one for her and obviously a bedroom for me you know just planning to include a sister and everything as well because a sister absolutely loved me as well I loved her as well um, so she would have been what, about six six and a half seven anyway that all nothing happened there obviously nothing because she had nothing no nothing biological to do with me so I'd really wanted to become positive I really wanted to, to say yep you're the daddy and I didn't care about the cost didn't interest me because I was ready to devote everything to that little girl so maybe I do know a little bit about being a parent even though she wasn't mine in the end but I do know a little bit about it's a long time ago though but the idea of everything I did was going to be for her you know to give her a life give her a different life to the one I had and give her the things that I think the, the main thing I kind of wanted to do was to get in bed in her head that she can do anything that she puts her mind to in bed in her head that she's intelligent that she has potential and you know to believe in herself without being arrogant or you know an arsehole but to be to really kind of go for something have a goal have a meaning have a purpose and to go for that and for me to feel that I'll always be there for her you know and then I can you know make sure I've got enough money to send her to college and university and to get her a car when it's time give her driving lessons but you know I was going to set a bank account up for her so that she got paid out a certain amount when she was 18 I was thinking try and get some 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 kind of mortgage together for myself and then get her somewhere to live when she's ready to leave home you know get a more, get a house for her or a flat and give that to her so I was really kind of thinking ahead So yeah, that was. If things I could, I, it don't matter how I could go. <laughs> I could talk about the worst things in the world, and it's nothing compared to what's going on outside, is it? So the zombie apocalypse. See, so yeah, that was weird. So maybe I do know a little bit about how it feels, but I don't, do I? You know, not really. I don't know what it feels like to have a child to actually 
oh I know, I know what it feels like to think I've got a child. And the ironic thing is, as she got older, I did start going around again. I left, I probably left it about three months. I just couldn't face going there. And she kept asking for me and eventually, well both, both the little girls did and eventually I went back and it was okay. And I didn't visit as often, but still did still visit. And as they got older, the little one, who's now in her twenties now, they're both in their twenties, probably middle twenties, because you know they've grown up, both got kids and everything. Um, but the little one didn't want to, sort of couldn't be bothered to go out with me. Like to go to the cinema. She used to like going to the cinema. Um, sometimes I take both of them out, you know. Well, usually it'd be both of them to be fair. Or she'd be with her mum, and I think hardly ever, not really took her out on her own. It was always with someone with us. And she stopped, stopped wanting to come out, but her sister always wanted to. So I got closer. I was already close with her sister, but I got closer with her sister. And as so teens, I used to take, spend time with her sister, and go to the cinema, go to the Wimpy. Sometimes they'd both come. It was weird, just. And then I tried to help her sister out when she got pregnant and <laughs> offered to pay for the, no, I didn't. Offered to, you know, she sort of tried to help her when she moved into her house. Um, I bought, <laughs> bought her a lawnmower. I don't know how useful that was, to be fair. I bought her a mattress and used to sort of help her out, try and send her money when she needed it. But that was difficult because at that point I was unemployed. And now I don't see either of them. Weird life. Because that's the thing, if you're not, if you haven't, when that biological connection is not actually there, sometimes the the whole connection just goes just sort of disappears with time time after time oh it rhymes me 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 what I did today or yesterday well, actually, this was Wednesday, I think. I ordered some stuff for my guarded shed in my bedroom, which is going to be my recording studio. Yeah, yes. I've got soundproofing for it, but not enough. Still waiting for a bunch. Had some stolen. And I'm still waiting for that to come, the stuff that's already been that I've purchased so I think I've got another 12 to come 12 strips and then I thought of an idea I had an idea I thought you know what if I get some duct tape 
and start filling in some of the gaps in the wood and trying to seal the shed maybe that will keep the sound out so I ordered four duct tapes and I, you know this is genuine I was really surprised to find out that it's spelt differently to what I thought I thought it actually was duck tape as in quack quack it's not it's duct as in tear duct d-u-c-t did not know that and I got some spin wrap which for those that are not sure what that is I don't think they call it spin wrap on uh, Amazon but it's something that you wrap a pallet in so there's something you know if you've got boxes it's, it's, if, you, if you ever worked in retail or if you've ever seen a pallet being loaded onto a lorry or off a lorry it's wrapped with plastic like plastic sheets and um, I spent years and years and years and years various different jobs using spin wrap and wrapping pallets and so, and so it's been a long time but I never thought I'd ever have one in my hand again I, f I almost feel like you know, a long, a long time retired rent boy, you know, it's like, I'm now in my fifties, but, oh, wow, never thought this would happen again, so it's a kind of, I've got this thing in my hand, and I'm, I'm sure the ones I used to use were bigger, but not, you know, not 100%, but I have wrapped thousands and thousands of pallets with spin wrap. Um, we used to call it spin wrap because you would just spin it around so you could do it there'd be a machine that you could use you put it on uh, a thing and you'd have a handle either side but for those in the know you could do it just by having your finger in each end so you have your finger in each hole and you just basically pull and you kind of have to be even it out so you've got your finger in each hole but you have to kind of move your hands so that it evens so that the plastic comes out at the same kind of at the time same time well, that's probably not doing a very good visual of it but it's it's an art it's, it's not an art but it's a skill that took me a little while to learn because when I first did it I could never get the thing I just used to always come out uneven and it'd rip and it'd, you know, but eventually I just got brilliant at it. And I realised today that I've still got the skill. Still got it. Still know how to do it. Which surprised me. But I got two of these rolls came in the, uh, today. And the delivery came. So, you know, they knocked on the door yesterday. And I said... I saw the man outside. I was in the kitchen, I don't know, getting a cup of coffee or something. And I saw him come out of the van with a box. So I just assumed it was for me. And then the door knocked. And I said, can you just leave it on the door? Leave it on the, on the doorstep, please. Thank you. 
Love you. Take care. No, honestly, I do love you. And he said, okay. And he went, because it was Mario from the Mario Brothers. Okay, okay, yeah, so fine. And he went, stroking his moustache. And when I unpacked it, there was all that stuff in there. And I thought, I want to do this, but I don't because I can't be bothered. But it does need to be done. And the whole idea in my head, I've also got bob- bubble wrap coming as well, is I thought, you know what? If I wrap enough stuff around the shed and seal it and keep rub, just rub, you know, rolling stuff around it, whether it's cling film but this is like stronger than cling film this is it's like a industrial cling film really so this um, I've put um, soundproof and foam on the outside uh, the ones I had left taped those on I've also taped up most of the shed up with duct tape to cover up the holes and the gaps and everything like that and then I spun wrap it about 20 times and I thought this should make it quieter I had the radio playing in the bedroom so I thought I suppose the ideal situation would be that the radio wouldn't be heard but I suppose radio is not loud but the radio was in my room. The noises and sounds that I'm trying to block out would be stuff from the garden, the other side of the window, down on the ground, and I'm upstairs. So it's never going to be as loud unless it's a drill or, um, you know, someone cutting the lawn or something like that, or a cat. So, realistic though, I went into it and I sat down. I thought, mm, and I uh, thought I'd listen. I could still hear the radio. It wasn't the same volume at all. It was probably, uh, I don't know, knocked down by about a quarter, which isn't really a lot, I don't think. But, that might be enough to actually cut out the sound of the pigeons in the tree which appear about five o'clock, four or five o'clock in the morning. So if it cuts out that sound, the sounds of the birds, although I love the sounds of the birds but not everybody's the same. And now I like listening to the sounds I'm not going to keep going on about this now and I, I'm proper moaning today I like listening to the sounds of the birds as I go to sleep genuinely and I do it every day pretty much I fall asleep to the sounds of the birds it's a beautiful thing but there you go and but I've had people moan about it and, eh, 
I like it, but I just don't like the sounds of the birds. Will someone kill that bloody pigeon? You know, things like that. Over the years, that's what I've had. Because I've had the same pigeon follow me around four different addresses. Seriously, I'm not joking. I never joke about such things like that. Not the important stuff. And... So I spent hours and hours today doing that. Or yesterday, rather, doing that. Hours and literally all all evening. Partly afternoon and all evening. Doing the shed. And it doesn't look like a shed anymore. From the outside. It's basically black. Because I've got black spin wrap as well as black duct tape and there's black black um, soundproof foam underneath as well so it's the, this whole shed now apart from the bottom that you can see is black so the next thing I'm planning to do is well I've got I've got bubble wrap coming so my idea is to put bubble wrap, stick that all around the outside, stick it on with duct tape, cover the whole of the outside with, with bubble wrap and just cut it to so it fits on each bit. And then spin wrap around that as well. And I hope that that will cut down any inside sound or sound from the outside even more I hope I don't know when the bubble wraps come um, yeah I don't know when it's coming it might not be for a week or two but I'm thinking that that will really make a difference but then I thought the bubble wrap would uh, the spin wrap would make a difference and the duct tape but I'm not sure it has. I will need to get a light. I'm not doing it tonight, but I might do it later tomorrow when I get up. But I need to put a light inside. I'll probably just use my phone so I can see inside and maybe do some duct taping inside the place, inside the shed, and fill in any gaps. And I've I've already got... um, soundproofing sheets inside but it's not covering everywhere you know I need another 10 at least to really kind of to make sure everything's layered and everything's covered so that might make a difference once that's done but I'm hoping I'm thinking that maybe before I go to bed it's only what's the time 4.25 in the morning if I can maybe do a let me boy you to no, a deep sleep whisper and try it out in the shed and see whether or not what I've done has somehow reduced the outside sound then I know that I've 
it's been worth you know the work that I've done today or yesterday also early on in the week I was using polyfiller to try and fill in gaps as well but I got through a whole tube really quickly so I realised then there's no way I can afford to buy lots of tubes of that stuff because it was it was just you know wasn't really ideal or suitable but there's got to come a point where if you wrap something enough up and have enough layers that it will be sealed it's just logic determines that doesn't it if you wrap something up enough eventually the outside won't be heard so that's my thinking and my logic whether or not it's real or just silly or not I don't know but that's my plan and I'm thinking maybe some of the sounds coming through the roof because only like a small bit of wood quite a thin plank of wood um, hardboard or whatever on the roof so maybe I might try and put some carpet on there so to give you a visual I've got a garden shed in my bedroom wrapped up uh, with duct tape and plastic spin wrap sheets of plastics it's all wrapped up like a pallet with possibly cardboard um, uh, carpet on the roof almost like a Mohican hairstyle possibly a strange strange way to do it but I need to think a way of finding it to do it, do it cheap because the way I was doing it before it's just not it's just going to take forever to get all the stuff together and I will even when I've got more soundproof strips I will put them on the outside you know, that, that thing's going to be solid but I want it to be usable as soon as possible because I've had it since the summer, haven't I? I've had it for quite a while. But it's it's not very heavy, so I can move it around myself, which is quite good. I was a little bit concerned because moving all the wood and all the stuff was a big job to get it from downstairs, upstairs, and then into the hallway and there's a lot of stuff and I, but actually when it's all put together I can just shift the shed around so that's, that's quite good which means I can get around it just about without having to move my bed up against the wall so I'm, I'm quite pleased with what I've done at least even if it hasn't worked how I'd like to have to have worked I put the effort in and I attempted and I think it's reduced the outside sound I think I'm pretty sure it has by something not sure by what but by something 
and I want to keep that you know keep that positivity and keep adding to it and probably looking maybe not now but maybe in the future um, get some old blankets from a second hand shop bring them home wash them and then start piling those on top as well and maybe or maybe putting them on duct taping them you know into place and then putting the spin wrap around those as well Um, or just piling the blankets on top and attaching them so they're all around you know maybe hammering them in or something because there's no reason for them to get dirty really unless Andre can climb up which he will yeah that's the point if they reach anywhere near the floor he will climb up all the way to the top which is fine but how does he get down you know that's the thing so I have to be careful honestly he will climb if there was a blanket from the top of the shed onto the floor he would climb all the way up and he'd keep falling off and he'd keep starting again he'd keep falling off and he'd keep, still keep doing it he can't quit once he starts has to keep going but then there's the things how does he get off because he doesn't know how to get off once he's up there because it's really high for him I mean it's six foot yeah it's six it's taller than me oh, by the way to anyone out there that believes some of the stuff I say I'm not really six foot nine <laughs> I do like to think that well I don't know six foot nine if I was six foot nine I'd be I think if I was six foot nine, I pretty definitely would have had a different life. I'd have been a sportsman. Because very, it's not so much that I was sporty when I was a kid, but I was very physically fit. Like most kids, are, I suppose, but I, I wasn't big enough to really do the sports, like basketball. You know, I was a very small child. So if I'd have been a really tall child with that same kind of physical ability that I had but didn't really use until I started doing karate, I could have played basketball, um, yeah, six foot nine, especially if I'd have been six foot nine and still been slim, if I still had the same kind of body, like really, because I was really skinny when I was young so if I'd have been 6 foot 9 and skinny I could have been a boxer but a really low weight boxer so I'd have kind of be like a welterweight but a 6 foot 9 welterweight someone at 10 stone or something but 6 foot 9 is practically unheard of we think it is unheard of I don't think it's ever happened it's pretty much providing I was good I'm going to win world titles because no one's going to be able to hit me without a ladder. Because some of the boxes, the really tall boxes that are at low weights, 
they have such an advantage and you know it's, I think who was it that was really tall Michael Nunn he was a middleweight really tall and he was he was a real and also tall people have long arms it's just standard you know the taller you are the longer your arms are because the longer your legs are you know my arms I've got a friend he's six foot I'm five eight his arms will be longer than mine there's no way they couldn't be unless I was distorted or you know had kind of unusual limbs so my arms are going to be shorter because I'm shorter I think I don't know what my wingspan is I suppose I'd need someone to measure me yeah mind you I've asked people in the past but I usually get funny looks and they run out of the restaurant perhaps I should have pointed out that it was my my arm length that I was looking for well if it's your arm length why why are your trousers down so I've just been in it I got excited about my arm length I forgot to do me flies up me buttons and just didn't get dressed properly that's all I was in a hurry innit I was in a hurry to get out of the house to get me arms measured we all forget stuff sometimes you're so such a baby I was coming out with these excuses why don't moan at me remember what I told you don't all be moaned at you sort of said you're just a, such a little baby don't like me and moan dad you're 49 years old is it about time you started acting like an adult listen mate I am not an actor <laughs> I'll answer there I'm a hypnotist. Hmm. You are under my spell. Yes, you are. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Now go to sleep. Go to sleep now. Go to sleep. So, yeah, this has been another strange recording. Mm. By the way, that wasn't me farting. That was the chair. It was the chair farting. Yes. So just take care of yourselves, remember to be kind to yourselves because you deserve to be happy. Yeah, yes, happy. Do something nice for yourself today or tomorrow. Every day, in fact, do one nice thing for yourself. And I'm a gonna go, gonna gonna go, I'm a gonna go now. Now, yes, I am. I, I, I am. I'm gonna go now. Go now. Bye, bye, and sleep. Sleep, sleep.